We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. Front officers, welcome in. And I guess before we get into any, any NBA news, we've got our special NCAA March Madness bracket tournament that we've got set up. Uh, I'm going to put the link in the description below. Keith, you set this up. Kind of have a little bit of fun with all the front officers out there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, join, join in, have fun. Uh, whoever wins or if you finish second to Trevor or I or third to both of us, what we're going to do is we're going to let uh, whoever is the top finisher out of the two of us, you can send us a rant, prediction, whatever it is you want, keep it appropriate, and then we will read it on the show and uh, you know share that uh, you know thoughts from you and all that stuff. Just just a little fun. Other than that, it's it's always fun to compete. Right, and the tournament's fun, and you know you have a chance. One bracket per person, and it is a locked group. So once the first uh, games on Thursday, not the first four games, but the the first actual field of sixty four games Thursday afternoon tip off, the group locks, and you won't be able to like swap in a better performing bracket and all that stuff. So one per person, not uh you know fifty you know entries by one person with every you know team in the field as a champ. And this, so we, we talk about this during the year, but you and I both during the, the year pay very little attention to college basketball. Um, yes. we, we don't have enough time to to focus on mm -hmm. both college and the NBA at the same time. There's not enough hours in the day. So that means that for this, I have not even begun to start looking at college basketball. I will very much be picking blind. So just kind of keep that in mind go, going in here. If you happen to lose to me, you're losing to somebody who's coming in with zero knowledge. It's not like you're losing to a college basketball expert it. here or anything like that. Just want to throw that out there. Should anyone finish behind me in this? Perfect. Yeah, no, that's good cover. You just basically, you know, covered yourself for if your picks are also horrible. Exactly. Yep. Uh, I tend to go too far with the New England schools, so that's a uh, you know, there's my my crutch. But there's only a couple. There's a uh, Vermont, Providence, and. Um, and uh, Bryant, and Bryant is a 16 seed who is in the first four, so they may not even make the main field. And then Providence, we'll see. Providence coached by one of my former high school uh, teachers, uh, so that that's kind of cool. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, so make sure you guys click the link in the description and come join us. Have a little bit of fun during the March Madness tournament. Yep. All right. Let's kick things off with, well, let's go with your hometown Orlando Magic. Keith, Jonathan Isaac, out for the season. I guess this isn't completely unexpected given where we are right now. 
But cap-wise, Bobby Marks was on Twitter and was was talking a little bit about this, that the Magic are now only on the hook for a portion of his contract. That's should they choose to waive Jonathan Isaac. Correct. But that doesn't seem to be the the plan here. He's been out for quite a while now. He's going to miss what, essentially two seasons, but, but the plan is still for him to be a long-term piece for them. Yeah, they are not going to waive him. I know, you know, people are wondering about that, you know, and, you know, well, they could get out of this, you know, they're, they're, they're not in a place where they're looking to use cap space or anything like that. And, and it, it's a good chunk of savings, but it's not so much. That is more in line with if he never can return, which is clearly not the case at this point is then they can take that, that kind of action here. But yeah, he's a, uh, He's owed a good chunk of change. He's owed, um, well, what is it, $52.2 million for the next three seasons. So that's not including this year. Um, that's all fully guaranteed. Uh-huh. No options, nothing like that. So um, so we'll see. They, they When they re-signed him and Markel Fultz in the same summer, they protected themselves with Fultz's final season is only $2 million guaranteed. And he's now actually made it back and is playing pretty well uh, for, for the Magic 8 11 assists the other night. He's actually looked pretty solid. Um, but Isaac, yeah, it's, it's not a surprise given the way this has gone, but it is a surprise that this is going to be two full uh-huh. seasons that he will have missed. And, and just to kind of catch people up, he got hurt in January of 2020. Um, on actually, I believe it was on uh, New Year's Day. Um, he he uh, tore his, uh, I believe it was he tore a meniscus. And then he was thought to be lost for the season. Then he came back in the bubble and played mm-hmm. uh, in that summer after the season paused. And in the second game in the bubble that he played, he then blew out his left knee. Mm-hmm. Um ACL meniscus, uh, complete tears. And that was what's had him out since did not obviously come back last year. Not a huge surprise given how lady tore that, you know, in August, yeah, it's usually a full year, but to now miss this entire season too, that means it's going to be two full years mm-hmm. for him. Plus by the time we see him on the court again, it'll be about, probably 26 to almost 27 months by the time we see him play again for the magic. And that that's, that's tricky because he's going to be 25 a little bit later this year. Um, so, you know, let, let's see, you know, what, what, what this does for them going forward. And when you're in that position, all you really want to do is get all these young guys on the court together and see how they all fit. And this just becomes a lost season for uh, Isaac and the magic. The hope is still going to be that, okay, next season at least you get him back out there and then and then off you go and mm-hmm. you see what he can do. But yeah. that said, you've got to be you gotta be disappointed that he hasn't been able to come back yeah. and come back this season. And here's the other the other thing. And we've so I've become more and more aware of this this season because of Kendrick Nunn. I've seen a lot of fans, and I don't know that Orlando Magic fans are doing it. I'm not specifically saying that I've seen this, but I've seen a lot of fans transfer frustration over the player not being available onto the player themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's typically, I mean, there are some extreme cases out there, right, of guys kind of faking injuries or, or not faking, but elaborate, going, exaggerating injuries. That's the word I'm looking for. But in most cases, the players want to be out there on the floor just as badly as you want to see them out there on the yeah. floor. So I, I've seen a bunch of Lakers fans angry with Kendrick Nunn. It, it's not a situation where these guys are saying, oh, you know, I, I just want to sit around and, and get paid for it. No, these guys want to play. They're basketball players. They want to be on the court. They want to be competing. 
don't transfer frustration over the player not being available to the player themselves. It's not their fault that their recovery is going slow. No, it, it isn't. And it's, yeah, I mean, everything that has been said about Isaac is he's working as hard mm -hmm. as he can to try and get back. He's just not there yet. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's a tough spot. The other thing too that I'll bring up here and then we'll, we'll yeah. move on from this topic is a lot of people have asked, you know, where do the magic go in this draft, right? The top, they're probably, you know, well, not probably, but they're in line to have a top three pick. And it's for most people, the top three are some order of Chet Holmgren, mm -hmm. um, Jabari Smith and uh, Paulo Boncaro uh, from Duke. So, it becomes well. They already have Carter. You have Jonathan Isaac. You have Franz Wagner. Those guys. Mm -hmm. And I think what what is important here is Bamba's not under contract next year. So you've got Carter. You have Isaac, but they're not going to do anything draft wise because of Jonathan Isaac. They're not going to, you know, basically say, well, you know, we we got to pass up on another forward because right. we already have Jonathan Isaac because you can't count on anything there. So they'll definitely do what they need to do to move on and get get somebody. So if they like one of those big guys, um, they'll they'll grab them because those guys are all, you know, probably. Holmgren's probably a five in the NBA, but the other two are probably fours um, is you know, the way it's shaping up. So, yeah, they're not going to let the presence of Isaac on the roster at all influence their draft decision as they shouldn't. No, you can't when the guy's been been out for two years. You can't do that. Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah. You've got to look forward. You've got to do what you can to protect yourself. And, but, and regardless, even if Jonathan Isaac was playing, I'm a big believer of it's talent above all else in the draft, talent way above fit, particularly when you're at the top of the draft. If there's somebody that you believe is the best player on the board, you take them. Period. Even if you've already got somebody in that in that position. That's exactly. that's been my approach to this yeah. draft anyway. Yeah, always. Yeah. You yeah, unless it's an extreme yes. thing like they are both point guards that are, you know, six feet or, or under and they can't really play them together, then that's that's maybe a different story. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they both can only play at the five. Then that's maybe a little bit of a different story. But yeah, talent over position fit you know, 99 times out of a hundred yep. for me. The other thing, just to close the book on the magic uh, portion of this bowl bowl also will yep. not play this season. Um, he is, uh, they acquired him from the Celtics after the Celtics got him uh, from Denver um, earlier this year after an aborted trade that was going to send him to Detroit uh, that got voided and sent back. Um, but he's landed with Orlando. They can make him a restricted free agent this summer. I think a lot depends on what happens with Mobamba is the way Orlando structures this entire offseason. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to keep Mobamba around. They may not go the cap space route. It may choose to then function as an over the cap team. Then you probably keep Bull Bull around and see what you can do with them. Otherwise, you may let him go or they may be do one of these deals where they reach a quick agreement mm -hmm. with him. But he's not going to get much past the minimum coming off again of you know, relatively lost year with injury. Yeah, absolutely. He's a low risk medium reward type of guy for, yeah, for Orlando. Exactly. So uh let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets though. Uh there's a there's a fine out there. We'll talk about that in a minute though. Let's start with this. Steve Nash said he is now extremely hopeful that Ben Simmons will play in the regular season. <laughs> that's 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 a little bit troubling, right? I mean given that, that Kyrie Irving yeah. still isn't playing home games and again we're gonna talk more about him in just a minute. But extremely hopeful that's that's not what Nets fans want to hear. Like 
for all Ooh. intents and purposes, he should be relatively healthy. We've heard there's a back issue in terms of ramping things up. He's still rehabbing right now, but he hasn't played all season. So it's not like, oh my gosh, this guy, you know, suffered an injury in January and, and, you know, he's rehabbing a shoulder or something like that. And is he going to make it back in time or something? That's not the situation at all. He hasn't played at all this season. So the expectation was, okay, he'll be ready to go for the Nets relatively soon after the trade. Maybe it'll be a few weeks for him to ramp up or whatever. Now that we're just at a point where we're extremely hopeful that he plays during the regular season, that has to start to cast some doubt on the playoffs. Because if you're the Nets, you need time Mm -hmm. with Simmons on the floor with Durant, with Kyrie, in order to develop any kind of chemistry. And chemistry becomes that much more important come playoff time. Yep. Yeah, so if we just start doing math on stuff, we only get about three and a half weeks to go in the regular season. Uh, the Nets have 14 games left to to play. So that's really tight, right? That, that is, you know, you're talking, if he's not ready today, he's not going to be ready for a minimum of seven mm-hmm. days, right? So that's now we're talking two and a half weeks left. You're going to put him out there. I mean, you, you really don't want to put him out on the floor to make his debut in the play-in. Or in the you know, or you know, in a first round playoff yeah. series. So, yeah, I think we might be on the tipping point of we don't see him play at all this uh-huh. season. You know, let's let's see. You know, if he doesn't get back within the next, I'm going to call it ten days. I think we may the conversation may shift to hey, we think it's best for him just to sit out and then we'll figure it out. And to be clear, this is now by all accounts and all reporting, this is a real uh-huh. thing. This is no longer any of the stuff that was going on before. This is his back has is giving him issues every time he ramps up his activity level. It whether it locks up on him, there's tight. I don't know what it is, but that's what the reports are. So that's why you know we we don't know, and that can always be tough with a back injury, right? This I mean this he already missed a playoff uh, for because of yeah. that, uh, or missed time I guess that season because of that. So let's, let's see where, where this goes. But yeah, if you're the Nets, you got to start to probably at a minimum, start making plans of, all right, we maybe need to think about not having him at all uh, for the rest of this, this season. We don't have an update on him, but between Ben Simmons and Zion, I mean, you're talking about two of, two of the guys that the NBA has, you know, as a league was looking at, Hey, these are two of our guys that are going to lead us or help lead us into the future. These are two of our future stars here. And potentially we're looking at another playoff series where neither of them is is available. Yeah, that's that's not great from just a, a big picture NBA viewpoint. No, absolutely not. I mean, that is um, if we look at from Simmons draft in 2016 to uh, Zion's draft in 2019, three of the four guys have missed major mm-hmm. time that were drafted number one overall. Simmons, Markel Fultz and Zion Williamson. So just goes to show anytime you're sitting there saying we got to have that number one pick. No eh, I mean, yeah, you'd rather have it than not, but be careful what you wish for. Cause you, you better get it right. Oh yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you can say, well, talent wise, we got it. Like, like Greg Oden was great. Yeah. It was amazing, yeah. but injuries just completely derailed. It would turn it into a, a yeah. you got nothing essentially out of that pick. Um, yeah. it, it happens. That's, that's sports. It's the way it goes, but I mean, just let's do this real quick because we're kind of light on topics. But if you go back to 2006, Mm -hmm. Andrea Bargnani, Mm -hmm. Greg Oden, all right, those Mm -hmm. careers didn't go great in the NBA. Derrick Rose, injury, right, but injury wrecked it. 
but yeah, but right. An injury hurt him. Blake Griffin injury hurt him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for at least a little while. Uh, John Wall yeah, injury played career, right? Kyrie Irving's been bang good at this goofy season, notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. Then Anthony Davis, good outside of, you know, some injury issues. Anthony Bennett, yeah. <laughs> you know, not Sweet. great. That whole draft. That, yeah, is, that was a bad one. You know, uh, you know, not not great. But uh, then Andrew Wiggins eh, probably hasn't lived up to the number one overall status, but he's had a good career. Cat, we're going to talk about him in just a mm-hmm. minute. Um, he's been good. But then we get into Simmons, Fultz. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's been pretty good. Zion. And then Anthony Edwards and Cade Cunningham from the last two years look really good. So it's, you know, it's a mixed bag drafting number one overall. There's no guarantees. There's just no guarantees. Nope. I mean, and that's that's sports in general. Sports in general, you yeah, can you can absolutely. make the best signing ever in five minutes in, you know, terrible, broken ankle, leg, Gordon Hayward. You know, I mean, yeah. like stuff. Yep. Things happen in, in sports. It's it's the way it goes. But uh, there's just no certainty. No certainty there. Uh, but we do need to talk about Kyrie. Uh, the Nets were fined now fifty thousand dollars for allowing yeah. Kyrie to come into their locker room. The audacity of having a teammate around his team. Uh, Kyrie sat courtside during a home game and that's okay, but not okay for him to play in home games yet. I, and I think Keith, we're at, we're just at a point where I think we've seen pretty far and wide, even for people that are on the side of get vaccinated, make, make sure you do all that kind of stuff, wear a mask, all of that. Everybody across the spectrum, it feels like are now saying this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense to not allow Kyrie yeah. to play in home games at this stage. What I don't understand is courtside seats are just as close yeah. to the floor as the benches. So as long as I'm on the other side, I can be there and, you know, high five my guys and, you know, all that stuff, but on their own side of the floor. And I get it. I understand the, you have to draw a line somewhere sure. with your mandate. And the mandate is if you're a performer slash employee, you cannot do your job in a private uh, venue if you're uh, um, uh, unvaccinated. But he can go to practice with his team because that's considered a private facility versus the Barclays Center, which is not necessarily considered to be a you know solely a private facility. It's, it's very confusing. And at this point, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And yes, you can say, well, he can solve this today. Mm-hmm. He can go get vaccinated tomorrow. Completely agree. I'm not arguing against that, right? He he can. He 100% could go do that tomorrow. But that's not where we're at. Where we are at is we're sitting here and we're, you know, doing this kind of silliness. And just so everybody knows what's clear is, too, this fine from the NBA was because the NBA stipulated basically to block super rich ownership groups yes. from like the, the Nets from saying, Hey, we're going to play them. We'll just pay the fines to mm-hmm. the city. The NBA basically has said, Hey, you're going to, we're going to start out with fines. If you violate any of these you know, local laws, mandates, guidelines, whatever you want, then we'll escalate to further punishment if we need yeah. to. And that would start to get into probably loss of draft picks, maybe forfeiture of games, right. those kind of things. So that's where the NBA is basically that's what they get fined for is you violated a local law plus our own health and safety protocols. Not cool. 50 K fine. And you know, we'll see what happens from here. But my guess is that's the end of uh, Kyrie going in the locker room. If he goes to any more Nets games as a spectator, he's going to have an opportunity to go in an awful lot mm-hmm. of them because they have a lot of home games the rest of the way. Yeah. 
which I mean, typically teams would look at and, and be happy, but this yeah. is actually a, a detriment to the Nets that they've got so many home games because yep. you don't get you don't get Kyrie. Um, yep. Speaking of uh, Carl Anthony Towns, you mentioned him a minute ago. Dropped yeah. 60, 60 Ooh. points on the San Antonio Spurs. That's a number one pick that has worked out. Carl Anthony Towns has been absolutely fantastic. Remember that year for a while, it was Jalil Okafor, and then there was a shift part of the way through the year, <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly it was Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. Uh, the Wolves yeah. are certainly glad that they got Carl Anthony Towns in this in this scenario. And again, dropped 60 points. The guy, he can shoot from anywhere. Uh, you know, I remember coming out of the draft, everybody thought he was going to be this just absolute defensive monster, and that the offensive part of his game was going to take a while to come along. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it's, going yeah, it's, been, it's been, been the opposite. But again, <laughs> but then I think of, okay, Andrew Bogut. It was all about his offense and the defensive part of his game was going to take a while. And then he became the opposite too. So sometimes we just don't know <laughs> when you're drafting players yeah. exactly how they're going to develop. But still, 60 points. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. Part of this crop of big men and perhaps maybe Carl Anthony Towns gets overshadowed a little bit because we focus so much on Jokic versus versus Embiid which we saw too but we focus on those two guys Carl Anthony Towns is really 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 good as well yeah absolutely I'm glad you brought up the Jokic Embiid mm -hmm. stuff too because they're gonna be we may get some chinit shenanigans I guess is the best mm -hmm. way to call it where one of the two of them ends up a forward in the all NBA voting and the other one, oh. you know, gets the center. Cause they do give them a little bit mm -hmm. of leeway with that. Not quite as much as they do with the all-star teams, but um, quite frankly, that's what cost Jason Tatum uh, a spot on the all NBA team last year. Cause his votes got split between forward and guard and Kyrie Irving had had less overall votes than mm -hmm. Tatum, but more than Tatum did at the guard position. Um, so that's why Kyrie got the last spot over Tatum. But to go to go back to that, it is if town why this is important kind of for our purposes here. If Towns makes all NBA, he then qualifies for the designated player veteran extension. And that's that, you know, big bump that he can get. Mm -hmm. It's like four years, you know, close to you know, it's probably gonna be up close to two hundred million. I've not run the numbers yet, but that's just something to keep in mind here that we could see him, uh, you know, ink that if he gets locked in and just the way we're seeing guys are tending to sign the extensions and take the money, he can bump into that next tier or year early 
um, or a year or two earlier than he could have otherwise. So, um, yeah, so something to, to to keep an eye on there. Hey, I want to go back and close the loop on Kyrie. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't have it up at, at the time. So they have 14 games left. Nine are at home, and one is in New York oh. at the Knicks, which he can also not play in. So you can only play in four games the remainder of the regular season. At Orlando, which happens to be tonight, um, then at Memphis, at Miami, and at Atlanta. Um, okay. Then those are in uh, late March and then early April. So, he, so. here's my, why I you know reacted to when you said at Orlando. I think you can get a win against Orlando without yeah. without Kyrie. Now, the other three that you mentioned, yeah. Memphis, and I mean, those are teams where you, you probably need him out there yeah. on the floor. So I think that matters too. It's not just... It's not just what games, it's not just how many games a player misses, it's which games they miss. No, so that's a great point. So let's do that too, mm-hmm. right? So these are the home games he's going to miss. Versus Dallas, tough game. Mm-hmm. Versus Portland, yeah, not so tough. They should win that one. Versus Utah, tough game. Versus Charlotte can be tough, right? The Hornets are probably on par-ish with the Nets, the way they, they've mm-hmm. played this year. Versus Detroit, that's a win you should get. Versus Milwaukee, that's a tough one. Versus Houston, that's a win you should get. And then versus Cleveland, another tough one. And versus Indiana, um, that's a win you should get to close the season. So it's it, it, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And let's say you don't get Simmons, 10 out of their final 14 games, you're going to have to ask an awful lot of Kevin Durant you know and then you start wondering like so you're gonna have a lot left when you get into the play-in and the playoffs and what does that look like and then just as a reminder because it's the way the standings still sit today they are the eighth seed right now and I'm promising I'm not trying to rub salt into the wound but Toronto won last Mm -hmm. night after they had lost a game previous um so they they stayed ahead of the um ahead of the Nets there Kyrie would not be able to play in the first playing game at the Raptors. He would not be able to play in the second playing game at home in Brooklyn. Okay, so, so that's the, what I wanted to ask you. Looking yep. at the plan, the Nets are right now only one game up on the Hawks. In terms of from a financial perspective, you want to be at home for at least that first play-in game, right? Mm-hmm. You want that, that revenue and all, all that kind of stuff. For the Nets... If they do, do if they do drop, that's not the worst thing in the world because then you get Kyrie at least in the first round of that play. And well, I mean, you should you should no, you only get him in the second round because the first because if they drop to nine, they host the horn. No, no, I mean, I mean, really drop like drop to ten. So you're you're only you're only oh, a game drop to ten you, you, to drop to all yeah, you're only a game and a half up on the Hornets, and you're going to be playing those teams. You're playing the Hawks <laughs> and the Hornets. I know yeah. you're going, but your your floor, yeah. the Wizards, you've got a five and a half game lead on them. You're not you're not worried about dropping out. I don't know. You probably just play and, and just win out your games. And yeah, don't you worry just about play it. and let it but fall out because that's gets. You, I always you, think you tempt the I, basketball gods. That's it. You're that's it. You're here telling the basketball guard gods. All right, you messed around. Guess what? KD rolled an ankle in the last game, and now he can't play, and now you're out, mm-hmm. you know, all together. But it is interesting. I mean, there's going to be some gamesmanship down down the stretch here. My my thing is. The main thing, they are four games behind Cleveland um, to get into the sixth mm-hmm. spot. I don't think, I mean, one, that's already hard to hard to make up it with just 14 games to play. But only having Kyrie in four games, I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. 
I, I think I think we're gonna see the Nets in the play-in, and then it becomes, you know, they got to be rooting like heck for uh, Toronto to pass Cleveland, and then they can get you know maybe get them on the floor and you know in that game mm-hmm. against the uh, Cavs if that's the way that goes down. So just you know, that's why this stuff basketball wise matters. Ah, absolutely, and, and I don't think things are changing. Anytime soon, the way the uh, you know mayor of New York has kind of mm-hmm. dug his heels in a little bit because he, I don't know if you caught it, but he very clearly said, "Yeah, if Kyrie Kyrie can play tomorrow if he wants, go get vaccinated," right. and that's where he left it. So that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like to me somebody who's looking to change the rules for for uh, basketball player. Certainly does not does not. All right, um, we'll go rapid fire through some returns here at the end. We've got Patrick Williams. The Bulls looking at him being back by the end of March, so that's great. That would have him back in time for the, the playoffs. That's massive for them. Uh, but no timeline still for Lonzo Ball. You definitely need to get him back in action. Uh, and again, time is running short to get these guys back mm-hmm. up to speed. Yeah, it's, a, it's the same story that we talked about before with Ben Simmons. But yeah, if you can get Patrick Williams back with a couple weeks to go in the, the season, yeah, get him get him a little bit of rhythm. But yeah, Lonzo Ball, that's concerning. The DeGalic screw so back. Um, so that's big. But but you want to have Ball back because then you're kind of complete, right? Then you've got everything you want, and that should tighten up what's been a pretty leaky perimeter defense for the mm-hmm. Bulls. I mean, they looked bad last night on defense against the Sacramento yeah. Kings. You know, just kind of got whatever they wanted. Uh, then we've got Tyreek Evans heading to the G League, the Wisconsin Herd. Remember, he did have a workout with the Milwaukee Bucks, so now he lands in the G League. He gets to try to work his way back into the NBA. We'll see if anything comes of it, but you know what? Hey, good on, on Tyreek. Hopefully he's able to do it. We've mm-hmm. seen guys do it. Lance Stevenson did it. Uh, Isaiah yeah. Thomas, right? I mean, so guys can do this, yep. but he's going to have to play well it's at the Stavis. G League level. Yes, Sauce Castillo. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is... If nothing else, he's playing basketball again. Let's hope that's enough. Even even if all this does is leads to a you know summer league invite or a camp invite for next year, then that's where you want to be with Tyreek Evans. You're gonna to have to put the work in and, and and earn your way back. But yeah, I mean he's getting close. Speaking of of comebacks, I saw this the other day. Did you see Delonte West is trying out for the big three? Yeah. How awesome is that? Good for How him, fa- just that's so yeah, great. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, and they, I think he made it through whatever. I don't, I don't begin to understand mm-hmm. their tryout policies, but I think he made it through the first level of it or something, and now he's on to the next right. round or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, it'd be great for him. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be really cool. Um, we've got CJ McCollum. This is the last thing we'll do. CJ McCollum back from health and safety protocols. That's big. The Pelicans are only a game behind the Lakers. They may get a home game in the first round of the play, and the Lakers are two and eight in their last 10 and don't look that interested in, in in competing right now. So we'll see what winds up happening there. Uh, We could see a Pelicans home game in the play-in. Yeah. I mean, that'd be who would have thought that, right? I mean, because they, I mean, we're not all that far back from them being pretty far behind the Kings and the Spurs and the Blazers Mm -hmm. too. And now, you know, they, they move past them and their win yesterday combined with a Portland loss and Spurs loss. They're starting to create a little bit of distance for that 10th uh, seed there. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely what one will be watching. I mean, and it's it, it's tough, too. I mean, we, we went over it, I think, last show. It's just math with the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. But it's you lost an opportunity to make up a little ground on the Clippers last night. Clippers lost. Uh, early in the evening too and then just you know didn't you know what was that game like 19 to 2 it started or something oh, like it that was 30 then, to 6 at one point yeah I think. 
Yeah, and then the, I mean, I know the Lakers then shot the lights out um, in the middle portion of the game, but you know, and I will say this: it's funny to me now how guys are kind of they're not afraid to step to LeBron James. Yeah, right. Like Scotty Barnes was not in a disrespectful way, like kind of maybe the Grizzlies were sure. earlier this year, but like Barnes was like. I'm going to get right up in your face on defense. I'm going to go right at you on offense. Mm -hmm. Um, I do kind of wonder if a year from now, if all of a sudden we have maybe some guys who regret (laughs) the way they were acting while the Lakers are down a little bit, like that, that could be one of those things where all of a sudden uh, that, that, that goes sideways on you from where you wanted it to be. But for now, hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah, it was it was rough. We're doing live play by plays now. Um and, and oh yeah, that's yeah, right. and you and I we can get in it. Maybe you and I can do some playoff stuff or something like that. But um it was yeah, they, they shot, I believe, for the first quarter. I want to say they were they were at something at the end of the first, like twelve percent from the field and zero percent from three on like eleven attempts or something. Like that was that was really the their shooting percentage at the end of the first. It was it was rough. It was a rough night, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and and I saw a lot of stuff. People ripping LeBron for the, uh, I don't know what he it was, was upset on an he, offensive rebound that they gave up. Well, I was more thinking about the one where he um he had the bad. They gave him the ball mm-hmm. after the game the other night. Oh yeah, and it's like yeah, but when you're anytime you're the first to ever do yeah. something positive in the NBA, that you should celebrate that. Like I don't, you know, let's not. Yeah, of all the things, I mean, the guy gives you stuff you can rip him for, for real. Like we, sure. we don't need to, to to do this. You know, that's a you know, that's you know, let's not invent stuff to to go after him about. Like you know, keep keep it to realistic things there. But yeah, I was looking at it too. I saw um, you know, somebody asked the question of you know, are they gonna shut him down? And mm-hmm. I think we're pretty clearly now the answer is yeah. no, because I think it's you know, this is now, and I don't blame them. You got 14 games left to try to pad those stats. And and I do think, because, I mean, he didn't play the other night, right? I do think when we get to – or did he end up playing? I can't remember. But I know there was a game somewhat he, recently where he didn't play. Right. But, you know, so, yeah, if he – you know, yeah, if he wakes up and he's really hurting, then, yeah, then he'll probably sit out. But, you know, yeah, go go get it and let's see. You know, I mean – He is very much a pushback against the the – stat padding thing he said he doesn't care i mean of course that's even if he is even if that's in his mind that's going to be his response is no i'm not doing that and he said that any game that he's healthy to play he wants to be out there on the floor and wants to be you know doing what he can and and all of that uh when he went for 50 the other night he made some comments about you know i i would need to give the fans something for this season you know like some positive stuff going on so i think there's that in his mind too like it's been Mm -hmm. like we've talked about this has been the most disliked lakers team ever fans do not like this team at all they they want these guys gone so lebron's looking at it as hey if we have a chance to do something and i can give fans something to cheer for i gotta gotta do that somebody asked me the other day did do i think they will get to 40 wins or even 500 and this was obviously before last night, but it was like, no, like they were going to have to go. I want to say before last night, it was like 12 and three or something yeah. to get to 500. And they, and I just looked, they only have four home games left mm-hmm. and they have been awful on the road this year. Yeah, I've been bad at home so, too. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, 2017 is <laughs> not great, but it's still, you know, I mean, that's still better than the nine and 22 they are on the road. But yeah, it's, I mean, in, in, in when I say he's chasing stats, He's not doing it in a way where it's like, 
oh, look, LeBron took another 45-footer without passing. He's still playing the game the way he's always played it. You know, I mean, it's, you know, go out there and do your thing. I have no no issue at all with it. I mean, mean, well, you know, who the hell wants to pay the ticket price? Do you really want to go see, uh, you know, Wayne Ellington throwing lobs to, you know, Dwight Howard? Is that, you know, what you signed up for? I don't think so. He's doing it in the context of, Hey, I can kick it to Russ, who's shooting 8% from three since the All-Star break. <laughs> it's not kidding. Uh, Is that a real that's number? That's a real number. Um, or I can just oh or I can God. just attack the basket myself and go. And so we've seen him doing that more where he's just like, he's, go, yeah, he's yeah. going Thanos style. Like, I, I'll just do it myself and, and go in that way. Hold on. I'm looking at Is that Somebody, real? I'm... I did not vet this myself. No Somebody put this way. out there on Twitter earlier today. And, that, and I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm like, he has not made many threes recently. <laughs> All right, so 225 to 314. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That's... It's uh yeah eight point seven percent. So round up nine percent. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. We'll we'll be we'll be kind. That's because he only missed one mm-hmm. last yeah. night. Yeah, he's made two, two three pointers out of boy a lot of not made three pointers. Mm-hmm. Oh geez, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. That's yeah, that's all right. I don't want to pile on, but I mean, just overall, his numbers in the last thing, everything's down. Uh-huh. Only four point four assists per game. Like that's weird, right? Like that's you know, weird that's to where see. that's where and again, and we're that's off on a, a Lakers tangent and all that. But look, when we're looking at this team, we're talking about you know, are they going to win games or not? The energy around this team is different right now than it was even at the yeah. beginning of the season. I think I think there's some truth. There was a rumor that came out a few days ago that um, that some players within the team were kind of saying like. Hey, there's only 30 games, 30 days left, or you know how they're counting down. You know, I think we're starting. Mm-hmm. We're, we can kind of see that. I'm not saying every single guy has that mentality, but you can kind of get the, hey, we're running out the clock here on on the season vibe. That's starting to to be yeah. Okay. I I do think you could maybe land in a spot where you get a uh, maybe if AD could come back mm-hmm. with a week or so left, give you that little bit of a lift. Maybe you go into the play-in feeling good. But if for some reason he can't get back or things just don't – I mean, this could be one and done 
in the mm-hmm. play and it might be one where it's like hey we're uh well, well what is it uh well we're, we're one two three cancun uh, you right. know, we'll, we'll 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 regroup with some of these guys uh, i was gonna say we'll we'll all get back together in the fall because most it's not of them be will all of them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 probably only a few uh, it's a, as a, you know, I, I, I don't know if you ever watched man in the arena with the Tom Brady thing, but he said, you know, each season's tough when it ends because you, it's never going to be that team again, mm-hmm. right? It's going to, there's so much turnover. And I was thinking about that and I'm like, yeah, this Lakers team is probably going to be like, bye. See you oh, later. Yeah. Can I pack your stuff? Oh, there's you? fans you that know, are, uh, they've got cars uh, ready to drive them to the airport and get, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. there's. Yeah, that's that's been a thing. Um, speaking of which, we never we've we haven't talked about this. Tom Brady unretired, Keith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> it was funny. So this is just to put it in context. So the Celtics have been off. They played early Sunday, mm-hmm. then they've been off for two days, and then they play late tomorrow night, um, which will be uh, Wednesday night. They play on the West Coast against the Warriors. And I was like, man, by the time they play again, it's, it'll have felt like it was another all-star break. And somebody in my mentions on Twitter said, man, Tom Brady unretired or Tom Brady was retired the last time the Celtics played, <laughs> which is you know kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped it right in the middle of the KG Jersey retirement and the, the uh, NCAA bracket reveal. So, uh, and now yeah, he's, he's be... trading for, uh, for one of your players. Oh, uh, it's just said somebody, uh, Shaq Mason to the Bucks. Oh, the guard. Yeah. yeah. For, a, for a fifth rounder. Yeah. I don't, it's, I very much with the Patriots completely antithesis to my basketball approach where I have something to say about every transaction. I literally say every time this is in, in Bill Belichick. I yeah. trust he knows this stuff way better than I do. I, I don't even question anything that, that he ever does, but all right. I guess they needed a little bit of cap space because they're, uh, yeah, I think they're, um, they're, they know they were hurt. Yeah. Cap space. I don't understand the football cap where, you know, Aaron Rodgers makes, you know, $50 million this year, but his base salary is one. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> like I was thinking about that coming when I'm, when I'm setting up here today, I was like, you know, this is, I was thinking, okay, could Keith and I at some point, like when the NBA is slow and stuff, could we talk other sports and all that? And I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, the, like I look at the NFL salary cap and how that works. And I look at like MLB and all this. And I'm like, I I don't pay, like, I don't even fully understand the MLS system and MLFs. They go through great lengths to like hide how much players are making and stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. so different. The NBA salary cap by its, uh, just on itself in itself is complicated enough trying to figure that out. I, I think this is why you don't see many people that are salary cap across multiple sports sports. You see guys no. who are salary cap NFL, salary cap NBA, you know, and MLB. Yeah. It's so difficult to get into that kind of stuff for different sports. All the rules are and they're so specific to that to that league that it's tough. Yeah, we have um one of our guys, Mike Ginetti over at uh the um uh Spot track. He is all, I mean, he's like the busiest guy I know in the world right now because he does a lot of our uh, football and baseball mm-hmm. stuff. And he knows all of it. Now, of course, no salary cap in Major League Baseball, but he's on all of it. And it's like, I can't even, I, I said, I, I sent him a note the other day saying, hey, make sure you get a nap in. 
at some point because this is just this is insane right now it's like somebody sent me something where like hey i think you guys you might want to take a look at this for for spot track and i was like yeah okay we'll look at it in sometime and you know later this spring maybe when things slow down in the other two sports and mlb it's not even so much cap it's okay there's arbitration and there's all this you know other yeah. stuff and i'm like yeah oh my there's gosh. a million things going on right now exactly yep. yeah you've got you know i mean and these teams are trying to build their rosters and it was like the nba offseason like you know, a couple of years ago, it was like, right, build your roster in like a week, right? Because that's, you know, all there is. And I mean, that's kind of what's going on in baseball right now. But yeah, all right, man, we went way off we did. We did. This is why, before, <laughs> pull back the curtain a little bit. Before we started here, I told Keith, we don't have a ton to get through. I'm not even going to guess our time, though, because every time I do, we go way over. And here we are, a 40-minute show. Thank yep. you, front officers, for well, hanging in there through, through all of it. it. Front officers. Salute. That's right. That's right. <laughs> front <laughs> officer salute. We're taking this to another level. All right, everybody. <laughs> Appreciate you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe. Don't forget to turn on notifications and click the link in the description. Come join us. Make your picks for March Madness. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. March Madness. Love let's it. Let's do it. See ya and stay safe.